everyone, and welcome to the Woven in Truth podcast. We're so glad you're joining us. Today, I have a co-host, Chanel Catunio, is here. You want to say hi to everyone, Chanel? Hey, everybody. (laughs) She's our surfer girl on the pod squad, and we are thrilled she's hosting with me today. We have a special guest. Annie Salippo is here. Annie, thanks for joining (laughs) us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, seriously. Yes, we can't wait to hear what you have to share with our listeners. Annie, you and your husband are amazing. My husband and I have learned so much from you guys. We really admire you and appreciate you. What are you going to share with us today? I'm going to share about conflict resolution. Oh, nice. Okay, so I have to be totally honest. (laughs) This is a topic that I have a really hard time with, and I do feel like socially it's acceptable for people to be like, oh, I hate conflict, ha ha. And I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there's fight or flight reflexes, and I lean very much more on the mm-hmm. internalize everything and get nauseous side of things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is an area that there is really great biblical perspectives yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited our listeners get to hear you teach on that as opposed to just people's opinions or philosophies on right. conflict resolution to actually hear about how to resolve it in a way that honors God. Mm, Yeah. I love that you're talking about this. I I don't want to say I love conflict because I'm not saying like I love when I hurt someone (laughs) or when someone hurts me, but I love getting to just look at someone and say, hey, that really hurt me. Can we figure that out? Or when, you know, they come to me and they go, hey, that hurt me. And I'll go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, you know, because most of the time it's not super intentional, you know, or maybe Mm -hmm. we don't realize we're doing it. And so I just love... Just getting it out, you know, things don't have to be awkward. It's just kind of like, okay, that was awesome, you know. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Yes. Why is this something that you feel is important for us to all know about? Well, it's important because it's what God wants us to do first Mm -hmm. of all. But I think it's a great need. You know, we come from the world into the church Mm -hmm. and we're not typically taught how to Mm. resolve conflict in a godly way. That's a good point. We have all kinds of different ways to do it. Right. Typically three ways. We either attack or we Mm. avoid or we surrender, like just give up. Right. I'm tired of this. I don't want to do this anymore. Whatever. Or always take the blame, which we may not necessarily be Mm -hmm. the blame. But I think it's something that we need to learn to do better at and learn it God's way. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So in terms of relationally, it is complicated sometimes. Is this, is what kind of relationships is this lesson going to be for? Is it like spousal or friend or like what kind of relationships? Well, conflict resolution, the way I've studied it out and I've put the series together is it applies to all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. All conflict, friends, mm-hmm. family, coworkers, anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, it's just God's standard. It's just God's way of dealing with conflict with every person. I love this. And I know everybody out there is going to have something to learn from this. And it's great, too, that this applies to every type of relationship. Mm -hmm. And I know as we're listening, I'm sure everybody's going to have different Mm -hmm. people pop into their Mm -hmm. brains. Totally. (laughs) I'm really grateful for the perspective and the help. So, yeah, please tell Mm -hmm. us more. Well, the reason why I went on this quest with conflict resolution is because I was overseas living in Milan, serving in the church there. And... You know, that's that's a sparky culture. Mm-hmm. And at, at the time, I was going through um, John and Karen Louie's uh, series on schema therapy, mm-hmm. the workshop that they do. And going through that workshop, I realized how much I was a conflict avoider. Mm-hmm. I knew I was a conflict avoider, but 
being in that culture and then going through the workshop, I was like, whoa, I'm really a conflict avoider. Mm -hmm. Didn't know I was that bad. So I went on a quest to really change myself. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. I discovered Peacemaking Ministries. And they have a whole, they have books, they have a workshop, they have articles online to really teach us biblically how to deal with conflict. And I learned so much from them. So as I started sharing this with the women in the church, they were like, oh, we need this in our culture. We need this for us. Right. So that's when we decided to have a women's class for the church. And for four Saturdays, we did this workshop series and we invited our friends. We had breakfast together. We did the class and then we had conversation about it. And that was like the most effective women's thing we did Mm. in the church there. Wow. We had the most friends and visitors, family members, and had a lot of deep conversation. And I think lives were changed, Mm -hmm. including my own. Um, And I think my goal with conflict resolution with the series is to really just help us all to understand God's heart about it Mm -hmm. and really how important it is to him. Mm Mm-hmm. And how important it is for us to live at peace and in harmony with one another. Right. Right. And I forgot to mention that to our our listeners. We are going to give Annie the space and time she needs to deal with this biblically. So we're going to do a series on this. And this is just part one of that. But we definitely want to hear more. So Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. I was thinking, what a privilege to be called a son and daughter of God. I think our goal should be to become great peacemakers. Mm. You know, I think we need to get good at it. I don't Mm -hmm. think most of us are really good at it. We have a lot of different responses that we've learned from the world, from our families, from whatever we've read, whatever it is. Another scripture, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, in all things for the glory of God and The goal of conflict resolution is to glorify God. Really, that's the bottom line. Because God is not glorified when we are at each other's throats. True. When we're not in unity and harmony. And only in this process of glorifying God is where we can find joy and peace in our relationships. That's where we find it, is in this process, this godly process. So, practically speaking, how do we glorify God through conflict? I know that kind of sounds like glorify God through Mm -hmm. conflict. Conflict is like, oh, (laughs) run away. It's not fun. (laughs) So it's kind of like a mind change. You got to go, okay, I want to glorify God through this. Of course, we have to glorify God through everything. Right. But even through conflict, which is kind of, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like a dichotomy. Yeah. So the first thing I thought of was believe that conflict provides opportunity. Mm. We have to see conflict that way that it provides an opportunity. Mm Mm-hmm. It provides an opportunity for God to be honored in our lives and in the lives of other people. It benefits us for growth and for growth Mm -hmm. in other people. Because when we resort to the ungodly approach to conflict, like attacking, for example, or like avoiding or surrendering, it only causes pain and hurt Mm -hmm. and disunity. And when I say attacking, I mean it's that spirit of, I'm going to fight here. I'm going to fight back. I'm going to hurt back. I'm going to take revenge. It's that kind of a heart. There's anger there. There's a lot of angst. Right. You know, there's that kind of thing going on. And then avoiding is just run away. Mm. You know, I don't want to see this person. I'm going to walk the other way. Mm. I'm going to go around another door. 
-hmm. you know, I'm just not going to bring this up. It's just all that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. then surrendering is just whatever, just give up. Right. I'm to blame anyway. I'm always to blame. It's that kind of a spirit, which is not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. So I think first we had to believe that conflict provides opportunity. But I think we have to think about what causes conflict. Right. Mm. So there's four things I thought of misunderstandings due to poor communication. Yeah, that's like true. one of the biggest things. Wow. We don't communicate properly. Wow. <laughs> right? yeah. That causes a lot of conflict because we can read into things and start thinking, oh, what does that person really mean oh. or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, the second one was is differences in expectations, values, opinions, goals and interests. Wow. You know, when there's differences, when you don't share your expectations properly right. up front, that could cause a lot of conflict. When there's a competition for limited resources, a limited resources like money, mm-hmm. okay, when there's a competition for money, you know, that could bring a lot of conflict, especially right. if there's not proper communication about it. Um, when there's just sinful attitudes and habits that mm. we refuse to change. Right. And a lot of that boils down to selfishness. We're not really willing to to look at the other person's needs before our own right. or include that or and we just want we just want what we want, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really think about a recent conflict you have, you can probably pinpoint it to one of these four. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can certainly do that. I bet you can, too. Yeah. But in dealing with conflict God's way, it provides so many great opportunities. I think for one thing, it makes us aware of the conflict triggers, the four I just talked about. Mm-hmm. And in being aware, we can avoid them. Right. Because we get more aware and we go, oh, no, I don't want to go there. I know what this could cause. I know what the possibilities are here and I don't want to go there. And dealing with conflict God's way, it provides opportunity for others and even our children, for those of us that have children, to see God at work Mm -hmm. in our relationships and to build harmony in our lives. Mm -hmm. Because the opposite of this creates insecurity. It creates angst, especially um, when we wow. have children. And, uh, you know, maybe you grew up that way with angst mm. and insecurity. And you can you understand that feeling when there was a lot of conflict in your home. Yeah, I think dealing with conflict God's way provides opportunity for us and others to change sinful attitudes and just grow in maturity. You know, what we don't know, we can't change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. If we don't know, if someone doesn't help us, if someone doesn't show us, if we're not. And there's ways to do that. And I'll talk about this in the series that are very helpful. And there's ways not to do that Mm -hmm. that are very unhelpful. So the second thing I thought of, other than believing that conflict provides opportunity, the second thing is that we have to live at peace with each other. In Romans 12, 17 through 19 says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as long as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do Mm. not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. Mm. The opposite of conflict is peace. And the world is definitely seeking peace. Yeah. All you have to do is look at the news. Um, There's not peace in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, God communicates in the Bible his deepest desire to bless us with peace. Because he knows how much we need it. We desperately need peace. But the Bible also says that it takes effort to have this peace and this unity. And I don't think we realize many times how much effort it really takes. Mm -hmm. And if we do realize that, 
that's what stops us from making the effort because it can be scary. Right. Ephesians 4, 3 says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Mm. Peace is what binds us in our relationships mm. and it's God's desire and his command for us to make every effort to keep this bond. Mm. Well. And when I think about what God has done for us when it comes to peace, like bringing us to him, I can't think of anything greater than than God's concern for peace and unity more vividly than his decision to send his son. Mm-hmm. And the most amazing thing about that is that all he does is ask us to make every effort, but he's already made all the effort. Mm, yeah. And all we have to do is make every effort. But that's God's God heart reveals that by sending his son, I mm-hmm. think, how much he wants peace for us and for us and him together. I think God understands that without peace and unity, we can never influence the world for him. John seventeen twenty three, may they be brought to complete unity. Let the world know that you sent me. He also teaches us that we cannot love and worship properly if we're at odds with each other and have not made every effort to reconcile. Right. First John four nineteen through 21. I won't read the whole thing, but it says anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Mm-hmm which is a very convicting scripture. So the third way I thought about glorifying God through conflict is trusting God and doing his will. Mm -hmm. Psalm 32, 10, many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfilling love surrounds the man or woman who trusts in him. If you believe that God has perfect love for you and is unlimited in power, even in the toughest of conflicts, then you'll be able to faithfully persevere, which is what God really wants us to do is faithfully persevere because it's just not easy sometimes. It is, yeah. It's easier sometimes than others, but some conflicts are really hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we do have to faithfully persevere. But if we believe that God loves us and the other person perfectly and he's unlimited in his power, we can do that. Right. It just takes effort. Also, God is sovereign. He exercises unlimited control over all things. We can't completely see what God is trying to accomplish in the end with the very conflict we're in for ourselves or that other person. But we are far from his understanding and his wisdom. So when I think about that, that God has ultimate control and we can't completely see what he's trying to accomplish in all of us. Mm that helps me to want to trust him and persevere right? because if I really believe that he knows what he's trying to do in the end of it Mm -hmm. all, because he knows what all of us needs to change, Mm. what all of us needs to get better at to get to heaven. He doesn't Mm -hmm. want to keep us. He wants to get us to heaven. Right. So he's always working on us, trying to help us to, to do what it takes to really get our hearts right and pure with him. Mm -hmm. So the question is, do we really trust him through these difficult times Mm. of conflict? That's the real question. Mm. Because we have to trust him in it all. God is good and he only does good all the time. And we can see how much good he's done in our lives. And we have to remember that he's capable of doing more good, no matter how bad it looks. Mm -hmm. However, the fact that God is good does not insulate us from all suffering. True. Mm. And it means that he is with us in our suffering 
and will accomplish good things through it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hard part because we don't always see the good that he's accomplishing through it because it can be really tough. Mm-hmm. Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Mm-hmm. So how does God accomplish his goodness through these conflicts and these difficult times? Four things. God uses our trials, our conflicts, our difficulties so we can minister to others. Yeah. You know, we need to be able to relate to other people so that we can help them through some very difficult mm-hmm. times. I, wow. I know there are times in my life that I think, you know, I have sexual abuse in my background mm-hmm. and I know that I've been able to relate to so many mm-hmm. women in that area and help them through those times yeah. because of what God has done for me. So God, God uses our trials and our difficulties to help others. I think he accomplishes goodness by allowing difficulty in our lives. God teaches us to rely on him. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we remember or we see how he pulled us out of these difficult times and it teaches us to rely on him for the next time right. because the next time will always come. There will always be conflict or we're just imperfect people and yeah. we and we sin and we yeah. hurt each yeah. other. We don't want to. Right. Believe we don't want to, but but it but that teaches us to rely on God because we see that he got us through. Right. And he can get us through again. Number 3, he shows us the need for repentance when we suffer the consequences of sin. Hopefully, mm. he yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, he does that. It's just us listening sure. and following through and learning from our mistakes. Mm. Um that we can change and do better. But Mm -hmm. then I think the last thing God uses difficulty to become for us to become more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And as we change, we become more like Jesus. We'll never be completely like him, but in the end, you know, we'll see him and be like him as the Mm -hmm. Bible says. And Mm -hmm. really our goal here is to become more like him. Right. And God uses our trials to do that. And the good news in all of this is that 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says that God never gives us more than we can handle. Amen. It doesn't always feel that way, right. especially yeah. in conflict. Yeah. But that's what the Bible says. And we can hold on to that scripture. Like if we know that God doesn't give us more than we can handle, we can get through this. Right. God will get us through this. And we have help to get us through this. And I'll talk more about that in the series. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes what, Um, holds us back is that we spend a lot of time trying to figure out God's motives Mm. or the whys for why this is happening, why this is so hard, why there's so much conflict, Mm. why this person is this way or that way, and why I'm feeling this way or that Mm. way, versus spending time understanding God's lessons for us in all of this, his loving lessons for all of us, or the truth of his character or trusting in his sovereignty and that you know, the prior thing, the thing I just shared about where we spend so much time trying to figure out the whys and God's motives, it just wastes so much time. Mm. And we don't see what God yeah. is really trying to do in us to get us to become more like Jesus mm-hmm. and to get the other person to become more like Jesus. So we get stuck and we don't move forward. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I think just to wrap it up, I think that that we have to begin to see that conflict is a great opportunity f- to glorify mm-hmm. God yeah. instead of it's a hassle to avoid. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we take it that way. And I'm not saying it isn't hard. It is hard. Right. But I think it is an opportunity to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And when we do see it as an opportunity, I think the outcome is peace with God, ourselves, and others. 
Mm-hmm. So, mm. and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the series. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I feel like I've learned so much, and I just really want to pass it on to yeah. others and uh, for us to truly really understand what it means to glorify God with conflict. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I love yeah. how you're saying you're changing the perspective on conflict because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think. What you said was conflict is not a hassle to avoid. It's an opportunity to find peace with God. Mm. And when you did your whole lesson, I kept thinking we were going to talk about, okay, and the other person needs to do this. <laughs> you know, yeah. And what about this situation or this circumstance? Or, you know, yeah. But you didn't get into that because it's yeah. more about the only thing we really can control is our hearts mm-hmm. in terms of are we honoring God with our part? You know what I mean? Because yeah, we right. really can't control anybody right. besides ourselves. Right. Like I mentioned earlier, I used to see my conflict avoidance as like not really a big deal because mm-hmm. it generally keeps me on good terms with people. Well, well. But ultimately I'm learning that it's self-serving and it's a character issue. I just finished this book and in it, the author, Sharon Miller, she says that it's tempting to bend to fear and insecurity and baptize it as wisdom. Like I kind of think, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to like keep everyone at peace. So I'm not going to bring this up or I'm not going to deal right. with it. Instead of viewing it as, wait, maybe God's trying to show, develop something in my heart or right. in my character. I think as humans, we don't like to be uncomfortable. Right, yeah. Um, or if we are uncomfortable, we think something's wrong. Totally. As opposed to totally. maybe God is trying to form something in my heart. Or maybe I there isn't a lot in terms of, blame on me but maybe it's it's still something he's trying to develop in terms of helping me go mm-hmm. back to him for trust and not right, rely right. on people i think sometimes when we see how fragile humans are it helps us remember that god isn't you know what right, i mean yeah. and that's why he's who we really are trying to be like but mm-hmm. i'm really grateful just for this lesson and the other ones to come because i yeah. think it's going to challenge these things in my heart that I've tried to baptize yeah, quote totally. unquote as niceness or right. wisdom totally. but really I'm denying the power you know I'm not yeah. seeing okay this is my weakness how can I let you know God's grace be sufficient but right. what is he right. trying to show me here yeah 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 that's what I was thinking yeah I gotta be honest I have deep perfectionism perfectionism how do I say that perfectionism perfectionism <laughs> issues <laughs> So for me, when I'm seeing conflict, all I see in front of me, because I'm blinded by, you know, myself, is this is how I messed up. This is how they messed up. What, you know, and like you said, getting caught up in all the whys, you know, and I'm like, well, why did this happen? How did this happen? Okay, so now we're here. What's the wisest way to do this? How many people should I ask? You know, and I just get so caught up in all these whys and and doing that. And and like you're saying, it just goes crazy. You know, I'll go crazy. And so I love that. And kind of like Mal was saying, the just the perspective change on it just towards God because then that takes my eyes off of what's in front of me to go oh here's this opportunity Mm -hmm. wow and especially when you said how am I trusting God through this because I you know I can feel sometimes okay here's someone I have to have this you know resolution with am I going to lose a friendship at work am I going to lose my job is my job you know my boss going to look at me different Mm -hmm. how my coworker is going to look at me when I'm standing up for something you know or whatever it is and it's like, well, like you said, like, you know, God is good, but that doesn't mean we won't suffer. And maybe we will have to have that loss of the job or something because maybe we built something up for so long, but God is still good and there's still an opportunity in that. Mm-hmm. So that is just so encouraging. Thank you. I totally agree. I think I can get very caught up in the paralysis of analysis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and 
that's where I get pretty accusatory. Like, right. and I assume things about, you know, people's actions or right, why they right. did something. Or mm-hmm. One thing I did want to bring up is sometimes I think I can get in a good state of like, okay, we're going to resolve this. It's going to be great. I'm going to be spiritual. I pray. Mm-hmm. I go approach the person and they are not on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Good right. question. Good and question. then all that good intention I had goes out the window <laughs> And I'm tempted <laughs> to just mirror totally. whatever's coming at me. You know what I mean? Whether right. that's defensiveness or if, you know, blame shifting or whatever. All of my spiritual, I'm going to glorify God with this time. Mm-hmm. It just goes out the window because right. my emotions kind of supersede, right. you know, that spiritual stance I had going into it. Mm-hmm. But then when it doesn't go well, the other person is on the same page. I just, I kind of lose it. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know. Obviously, it doesn't get resolved the way God would want. What do you recommend in those situations? Or like for Mm -hmm. the people listening that maybe they're in conflict and they want to resolve it and honor God, but maybe the other person they're in conflict with isn't on the same page. Right. Well, part of the series also talks about how to approach another person that you're in conflict with so that in in a good way, in a better way, maybe in a godly way, so that the person can listen. Because okay. sometimes I think part of that is that we don't approach it very well, mm. right? Or we don't know how, or we blow it, whatever. Yeah. Right. But if your expectation is I'm ready, I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, this is going to be great, and the other person doesn't necessarily respond that way, there are so many things you can do. I mean, there's taking a pause and praying, and mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many things, but. But the Bible does say, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's really about what you can do for yourself. Because mm-hmm. this whole lesson was about our attitude, exactly. our own heart, mm-hmm. taking responsibility for us, um, and seeing what God, the bigger mm-hmm. picture, what God can do through it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes people are not ready, yeah. or they can't, or they need extra help, or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, it says, as long as it depends on you that's what you can do Mm -hmm. and then you have to really surrender that conflict that person to god Mm -hmm. and god god can do anything in a person's life we know that exactly god God wants that person to go to heaven and Mm -hmm. and be at peace too so we can trust that god will work in their lives um given time and whatever he needs to do to help that person too definitely yeah nobody's outside of the redemptive power of god Mm -hmm. which i think is amazing because some situations can just seem so Mm. from what we can see right hopeless you know what i mean especially like family dynamics or like long-term right deep-seated issues you know it can seem so like as far as we can see we don't see how it could work out but God loves That's these bigger. people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he loves yeah. them so much more than we ever can, and yeah. he has a plan for them. And I love that, knowing that I'm never going to look into the eyes of somebody that God doesn't love. That's mm-hmm. right. And that helps me have compassion yeah, and take ownership yeah. you know that's what I really loved about this time is that it's it's very little to do with the other people in terms of our hearts yeah. and you know and what's yeah. going to honor God. Yeah. It's more about you know trusting him, being humble, being yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, Letting him do the work when we're at the end of our capabilities or our ability to extend grace or mercy. It's more about letting God come in and lean on him. So, well, Annie, thank you so much. I cannot wait for part two. Yeah, seriously. 
Um, and we're just going to keep digging into this a little bit. Amen. But for everybody listening, thank you so thank much you for um, tuning in. Annie, thank you so much mm-hmm. for being with us. Thank you for having me. Of course. We yeah. can't wait to hear more and see everybody back for part two next time. Have a good one.